Hi, this is Dr. Stephen Jones, and I'm so glad that you decided to join me for this particularly unique topic on innovative ideas for switching to remote blended learning all school year long. Now, we've been going through this whole uh, COVID-19, and many of us have sent our students home, and they're learning at home. But I'm believing moving forward, things are going to change. The society will be different as we move forward. And I wanted to talk about some things that you could do in your school that would add some innovation as we move toward the fall. And now is the time. Now is the time. We have actual time where we can plan and implement ideas for a new type of school. So the things that I see happening, of course, many schools and there's some some issues with this I recognize it in terms of sending all the students home with laptops some didn't have laptops some of the libraries were closed where they would normally go to have access to the internet so those are some things that we certainly have to work out but I think there are ways that within the school even in the school setting that we can have a more integrated and blended learning so that computers are integral to what is happening so that laptops are integrated so that Chromebooks are integrated into what students are doing so let's take a journey let's have a discussion let's share all our different strategies and what we're using and how we're using them while we're out during this time so one of the things that everyone is using is some kind of and will be beneficial to your school even if you don't have one is a Google Classroom so I would say that now is the time to start doing some research on that and there are other um, classroom-oriented platforms, educational platforms, and you can start now to do some research and talk with some of your colleagues about what's working in their schools, um, you know, what challenges they're having, what strategies, what are the things I was hearing about Google Classroom is the ability to load, upload uh, lessons as well as to receive homework and other assignments from students in one location so it's easily found um, grading can be done and it's, it can be a secure system for all the information related to classroom so I would recommend that you know do some investigation we have time let's use it to our advantage um, and let's make sure that we're getting the best of the best for every student that we're giving them the best access possible um, lessons can also be recorded. So that's what we're doing right now. Some of the teachers are online with their students and are actually recording them. Um, we have smart boards where it can be recorded once we get back to school and actually the students can get access to that. And I know that some of you are saying we're already doing that, but there are a lot of schools who aren't. So let's share. Let's be a part of the solution in terms of making this broadly available to everyone it's really amazing we were thrown into this this wasn't expected how rapidly this change was going to happen and i think many of us were reading articles about it as if it would happen 10 or 20 years from now but suddenly we're in this place so let's take advantage of it let's use it as an opportunity for positive change in our schools, that we can teach our students better, that they can see things from different angles, um, that they can have different experiences with what they're learning that may, may make them a more engaged student. I think that that's what we want. We want a more engaged, excited student that comes to class every day and says, I'm learning so much, I, I just can't wait to get back. But also, they know that they can have access to this 
information on an ongoing basis. It's really interesting because when you go to a class, typically you're sitting there, you take notes and you take home, you might be missing something, but it's great when it can be recorded and the student go back. They can review it again. They can, you know, they can formulate questions that they may have had or missed um, asking the instructor because they can review it again. So I think it's a great method. And like I said, it's blended learning. So they're learning in school, but they also have creative ways to learn at home and they can receive instruction on an ongoing basis. Uh, Assignments are handed in online. So the students can't lose their homework on the way to school because it's already submitted even before they get to class. They can actually submit it online. That's an option. So students will have maybe in the blended learning environment, they will have the option to either bring it to class or download it or upload it and send it in early on so that assignments don't get lost. I remember a student that he wasn't a bad student, but he would constantly forget his homework. And so this would be a great way to not even have that problem where parents are after them to, you know, their sons or daughters to get their assignments in on time. So it could easily be submitted. And I think we could take advantage of that in terms of um, making sure that even giving the student feedback once the instructors are receiving the, the assignments electronically, give them immediate feedback so they can make changes uh, on the document that they're submitting. Every classroom, every school has a smart board. It's just uh, there are schools that have them. Um, There are schools that don't. But if we could, again, work with companies, network with one another, be a resource to each other, finding ways to get these smart boards into classrooms, um, students have access then to laptops through the school or, or labs in their school where they can use computers on an ongoing basis. And we do have schools, even in this blending learning environment, uh, in fact, the school district of Philadelphia is setting it up so that all the students will have uh, laptops and they're working with our Comcast to get internet access for all the students as well. So these are times where we need to have those conversations about what kind of technology we're going to use, uh, what partnerships we're going to have with the places that could give our students internet access. And this is also great for people who are in rural areas or just outside of cities where they need access. And so now's the time to even talk about that. You know, what are we going to set up? Some kind of solar panel system that and and, a system that makes sure that there's enough power to get the Wi-Fi into areas. The thing that's been really interesting, I actually posted an article about this, is that there are some school districts where they're sending school buses with Wi-Fi into certain areas, and that Wi-Fi is therefore giving access to students to the Internet. So they're using a current resource that they have as a system around the city to give students access. So we may need to do creative things like that, where we have other levels of Internet access for the students. Why not do something different? This is a time to really have conversations and partnerships and we can go online and have discussions about ways that these things could be done. Um, It's easy to have classrooms at home because you can always have that opportunity for the students. If they can get online, they can get into the classroom. So I think that this is something that's happening right now that the students are having classes where 
the, the classes are happening at the same time the instructors providing uh, information. Uh, some of them are happening, they're recorded messages. So it can be blended even in terms of the way it is taught um, while the students are learning remotely. And the instructor can still be available to them in, uh, either through different types of video methods. They can send messages while the video course is going on through Zoom, Blackboard, other resources. Um, that Google, there's also Microsoft Teams. So there's different ways that you could have the instruction going on. And now you're sharing with one another. Um, you're home, but you're not home. You're in an environment where you're still learning. And I think that uh, the learning environment can be the home itself. And students can use it as an opportunity. Well, students can also go into virtual classrooms where in, on a, with a 3D images um, they can view certain items in a, a museum or a science center or some historical site they can actually see actually see 3d images of these items i was see watching a program where the individuals actually had these 3d glasses and the 3d glasses allowed them to get a visual of the human body. The, the human body would actually come out of the screen in a 3D image and could be turned and rotated. So those are the kinds of things and those kinds of technology that would be awesome for students to be learning uh, anatomy and they could see the kidneys and they could see just the stomach and all that in a 3D image. Why not take that and make that part of the classrooms, uh, part of the experiences that students have? and opening their minds and to the possibilities of what they could do. So there's also virtual social, social get-togethers and educational get-togethers that can happen. Uh, might have a virtual happy hour, but just something where, where teachers and staff or parents can come together uh, in a virtual way to learn, to share, um, and to enjoy relationships because a, a lot of success is built on relationships, just not instruction. It can be things that are outside of the classroom that help students to succeed and to benefit. So online career readiness and awareness can happen for students. This is an area where students often fall far behind um, not knowing how their education connects to a career opportunity. So we can definitely use online career readiness and career testing and um, just exposing students to different kinds of careers, different websites and internship opportunities using access to the internet. That can be both at school or at home. So now we're using this resources on a continuous basis and students need uh, will need um, to know how to do this in the future because many jobs just as it's just happened are happening at home students professionals are working from home and not actually in the school environment there's also something called the flip classroom where the students are actually learning at home and then they come in and they're leading classroom discussions leading classroom activities and the teacher is a more of a facilitator of learning 
So the students are really engaged because they feel as though they're teaching and they're providing the instruction. They feel more a part of it. They can tell their stories and experiences with the learning process. So that is another method that, again, let's do some research on the flipped flip classroom. Let's see how it might fit into your school, how you might organize and plan around the flipped classroom. What are some new things that you can integrate into the flipped flip classroom with students? And that can make it a more engaging experience for everyone involved. And then teachers, one of the things that you could do is just use your imagination um, using different visuals, 3D, video, and audio as a way to engage your students while they're at school, but also those same methods and those same websites and information can be shared with them while they're outside of the school. Um, so if we ever have this pandemic again, you, we have all things in place and ready to go for students to, if they have to be home for a period of a week or more. Now we have everything in place because they're already blended, they're already flowing in this whole idea of the blended learning environment, of the remote learning environment that's already going on. And of course, we do have students currently that are in online schooling as homeschool students. So they, those students are already prepared and they've been doing this for a while, but now is our chance and opportunity to just do this more broadly. It's also a way to do professional development online. So I would encourage schools to make, instead of having a professional development at the school, maybe someone gets up in the morning and they just get right on their computer and they had their professional developments. And more can be done that way. A lot of time can be saved and students, uh, teachers can grow from the professional developments. And lastly, I just want to say now is the time. Now is the time to plan. Now is the time to organize for these blended classrooms, these use of computer laptops in different ways, uh, websites that the students can connect to, setting up the platforms, having conversations with those who are professionals in this area. And I believe that we can do it. We can have more successful students. We can have more innovative teachers. That's the goal. So that learning becomes fun, engaging, and more students are coming out of school with the best education ever. Now, I want to say to you, uh, I'm glad that you listened to this. I hope this has been helpful. It's given you some ideas. Um, I do have a friend, Joel Wilson, who is a great person in, around technology. And if you would like to connect with him, I can make sure that he helps you with some of these things on blended learning because he's been doing it for a while. Um, he has a company called JCW Computer Consulting. Uh, you can reach him at 215 740-6701. That's 215-740-6701. He's a great technology person. He's been using, uh, implementing these things for a number of schools. So I would say um, connect with him. And then certainly uh, I, again, Dr. Stephen Jones, <laughs> I'm always available to you. Uh, any questions that, I have, that you have, workshops, professional developments, things that you might need for your school, I'm available as well. My website is drstephenjones.net. Uh, and you can reach me directly at 610-842-3843. Have a wonderful day. Hi, this is Dr. Stephen Jones. And today I want to talk about 15 ways to creatively make money now. So many of us are going through challenges because of 
the situation that we're in where we have COVID-19 now, but eventually that's going to go away, hopefully, and we'll have other opportunities to look at how we're making money. So this is going to be an opportunity for you to think creatively about how to make some money. So first thing I want to say is you could actually start a podcast and there are a lot of videos on YouTube that talk about how to create a podcast. But with the podcast, you can actually, as you grow it and grow it and grow it, you can then have sponsors of your podcast. So individuals or companies that want their business advertised and you can actually have a little commercial where you're making some money every month on the podcast that you're doing. So the podcast can be one way to get started. Now, right now, all of us have a little more time than we normally would have. And I would say, let's use this time to our advantage. Let's use this time as an opportunity to create these additional cash flows and we can have multiple streams of income come in. The second thing is start a blog. Um, blogs are there. I know that uh, Google has something called Blogspot where you can start your own blog. And it's similar to the podcast. So the podcast can be uh, both visual and audio. But the blog is actually a written article or a set of written articles over a period of time that on a particular issue. So you can start a blog. Mine is an educational career blog. So I have a lot of articles and information there. And again, if you become popular with your blog, someone might want you to, you know, quote them or put information about yourself, or they might want to sponsor the blog in some way. So that's a way to make some income. And then uh, there are many people on YouTube who have YouTube channels. And again, they grow an audience that's really big. So they might have um, 50,000 subscribers to their YouTube channel. And there are also things there that will tell you if you're looking for advice, how do you attract people to your YouTube channel? And it will catch the eyes of different employers, companies, companies. Um, organizations that want to advertise in that area that you're discussing. So that could be a way to bring in some income as as well. Now, I know there are a lot of you out there that want to write a book. So now's the time. We have a lot more time. Um, The book doesn't have to be 100 pages. It could be a 50-page book. But the wonderful thing now is that you can actually publish the book on demand and Uh, Kindle Publishing has an opportunity for you to both publish the book, uh, both in a uh, document that you can hold in your hand, as well as an electronic book. So you might want to do some checking into Kindle Direct Publishing and just get some ideas. They have videos there. They can show you how to publish a book. I know that you've been thinking about it for years and years and years. And my whole strategy in starting a book anyway is that you look at actually writing the book and you look at writing the book from the perspective of I'm going to write one page a day and if you're writing one page a day you're getting closer to actually finishing the book so I would encourage you to definitely take advantage of that and then a lot of people are doing webinars of course one of the, the channels everyone is using is zoom but you can actually have people pay to come on to your webinar or you might want to have a private room on Facebook and people pay to come into that private room and you have an opportunity to then market to them not only the training or the course or the uh, 
uh, information, but you're actually telling them, you know, what to do, how to get started, how to develop uh, their business. So there's many things that you can do around having a webinar in specific topic areas. The other thing that you can do is become a coach. So you have expertise, whether it's in education, business, entrepreneurship, uh, it might be in sewing, whatever the expertise is. There are people out there who are interested who want a coach to help them. You may be a a coach for athletics uh, and you can have your own side business where you're just doing one-on-one coaching with people, uh, helping people through a certain stressful time. That may be one-on-one, you're coaching them and you you, um, but you also can have, again, a webinar, and you're the coach of all the people who are in the webinar. Become an Instagram influencer. It's just the same principle. So in Instagram, there are these individuals who, because of what they're posting, the topic areas that they're showing, their videos, their information that they're sharing, they become influencers because they have 10, 20, 30,000 people following them every day. Now, I'm not saying to any of you out there that that all this will take a couple of days. It may take some time, but the investment of time is worth it because you'll begin to slowly build that income, build the opportunity. Why not do it? Why not give it a try? I just heard that uh, Instagram is working to allow individuals to not only share their video on Instagram, but have it also going on Facebook at the same time. I think that's going to be a wonderful opportunity to get your information out there in two venues at the same time. Some people have some skills as far as website development. So um, it's an opportunity. There are a lot of businesses that still do not have a website. And I know it's hard for people to believe today that they don't have, there are people who don't have websites, but there are. And so maybe that's the skill set that over this time that you want to go to a few websites, you want to contact some professionals, um, see where there's webinars and training on how to develop websites. That could be an opportunity or a skill set that you've been thinking about, but not actually taking the steps. And there are small businesses, there's large businesses of all sizes. There are individuals who want websites. So you could be that person that is really driving the opportunity for people to have a website that represents them. And uh, if we're thinking about all these different businesses, they're going to want to advertise their business or share their business on their website. So you can be the catalyst for individuals to have access by having an actual website. And then you can also make money by managing their website. So you have, let's say, four or five clients and they're paying you $100 a month. That's $500 a month. So you might want to consider that as well. And it's a great opportunity. Some people have great skills as virtual assistants. That's basically an administrative assistant slash secretary who's available to do different types of tasks for you. It may be making phone calls, writing articles. Uh, it may be following up with people. It may be mailing things for you, uh, postcards. So just that person that is an assistant, um, that person who may have an expertise in a certain area, For example, maybe this YouTube um, channel that you're trying to create, that person is constantly putting content into your channels. So that's another way to create opportunities is by having, and it'll save you energy. So some things that you don't have to focus on, you can put into the hands of the virtual assistant 
and they will give you an opportunity to have more flexibility with your business. Uh, So you become that person, you become the virtual assistant and you actually make money and you're saving people on their time and effort. Some people will just love writing. So another opportunity is to become a freelance writer. These individuals who want to write books, but they just don't have time or they need help with it. You could be that freelance writer or the person as a freelance writer that knows this person's topic and will help by writing you know, papers uh, or documents that go onto the internet or for the websites that people have. So you're actually, maybe you also are an editor as a freelance writer because you have that skill set. Then think about selling something on a service called Fiverr. Fiverr is an opportunity for you to use your gifts and talents, whether it's uh, in the arts and design, whether it's in developing programs, uh, whether it's in writing. It has many opportunities for individuals who have a lot of creative skill sets. So I would encourage you to go over to Fiverr and it's F-I-V-E-R-R. You might want to go over there and see and then search out to see if there are other kinds of websites where you can offer your services as part of the, the what would be your new income coming in. And then you might want to create a course online, Udemy, and other websites, U-D-E-M-Y, and there are other websites where you can actually have an online course and do the marketing and sharing of it with your social networks and just develop it so that people are coming onto the course anytime. That's the great thing about an online course, that people can actually come on at any time and you can really share with them what you're doing and uh, it could be topics you could actually do the research so you're creating an online course that's really attractive and you get people lining up even while you're sleeping people could be taking your online course so I think it's a great idea and then sell a product people many people are selling products on Amazon they get products from Amazon and then sell them on Amazon so you might want to consider that there's just millions and billions of people coming on to Amazon every day looking for products looking for services looking for individuals that have expertise and you want to be that person that can provide expertise for them you might want to then become a consultant, which I am. I consult in the areas of education, in the areas of career development. I do workshops around the country nationally, and it is a great career opportunity because I'm all, not only uh, in doing something I enjoy, but I'm also influencing educators, leaders, principals, superintendents, teachers, uh, all those people in the education field. I'm using my consulting skills to help them and coach them and give them advice that will help them to grow. And so now may be a time for you to organize that business, develop a business plan, and get out there consulting. Somebody needs your help. Somebody needs the wisdom that you have to share as well. And then you might want to start what I call a mastermind group. You are an expert. So let's say you want to gather a group of principals. You want to gradually keep group of entrepreneurs. You want to gather a group of people in a specialty area using your expertise to help them to grow as professionals. So you might have five to ten people in your mastermind group, but they're also sharing as well. And that is a great way to earn some money 
and to be that person that shares their expertise. And certainly there are many other ways out there, there are ways to raise money that people are not thinking about, but you just sitting down, taking time to be creative, uh, taking time to talk to people, interview people, that's another way just to get information, do your research, be that person that's researching to find out and uncover what needs are, and then you be the person that's solving a problem. You be the person that has the expertise, and now you're giving a solution to that problem. So think with that mindset in mind. There's uh, many people who know exactly what to do, when to do it. They have great time management skills, great organization skills. Well, there are people out there that don't have those skill sets. And so now you could be that person that helps them to find the ability, their own ability to be more organized or to be a better planner or to have or run their business. And so I wanted to just share these different types of opportunities. There's many more out there just to get your blood flowing on the idea. My name is Dr. Stephen Jones. If I could be helpful to you in any way, I'm an entrepreneur uh, along with working at a college and university. And if you are just want to bounce some ideas around, I'd be more than happy to do that with you. Uh, You can reach me at 610-842-3843. Also, I can be reached in another way uh, through my email at stephenjoness at rcn.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-J-O-N-E-S-S at rcn.com. And my website is drstephenjones.net. So I hope to hear from you very, very soon. And I believe that this will be a great opportunity for you to earn some income that you weren't thinking about uh, even as you sat down to listen to this podcast. Have a wonderful day.